right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Hello, this is the Alpha Channel podcast, and here I am with Blair and Laura, who is our first guest. Hey everyone, welcome back. I guess you're probably addicted to our channel by now. We've got such amazing, awesome content. So mm-hmm. welcome back for sure. But yeah, so as Hugo said, we've got a guest on tonight, a very first and special guest. She studies with me at a New Zealand with Polytech. It's a tertiary education provider. It's not as flash as a university, but we are just as good, aren't we, Laura? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, Laura and me and various other students, we do level six at the moment. Level six in 3D animation and CGI. Um, and we have all our classes together. I'm just gonna let her sort of introduce herself a bit more specifically, possibly touching on what got her into it, what interests her about studying this topic, and also where she thinks she could possibly go in her career or where she wants to go in her career. Um, I'll just let her run with a little bit and then we'll just uh, gradually start asking her questions as they come up. So take it away, Laura. Uh, Hi, I'm Laura, currently studying CGI and animation. And yeah, I initially got introduced to it all through college or high school and just by taking a digital technologies class and the teacher there was really um, like enthusiastic about Blender so he kind of encouraged me to test out the program and yeah here I am now. <laughs> who was who was the teacher? Was it class? Uh, no 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 um, his name was Mr Bradley I think he was my I had him all throughout college. He was really good. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right. So this is this is before I thought you might have had yeah. one of the tutors come along to school and do a bit of a presentation <laughs> or something. I think they did at one point. I remember seeing the whole lot there, giving oh, cool. their little introductions. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And so, hey, I know how you're finding things so far, but you want to tell um, the listeners how you're actually finding actually studying. So I know at school you got, you know, maths and science, you got all these various things and stuff. So how does it feel to specifically hone in and target on on this subject, so to speak? It feels really good. Like at times I kind of forget I'm going to school just because it's something I'm really (laughs) passionate about. So I just kind of walk in and have fun, like get to create whatever I want essentially. Um, But yeah, no, it's good fun. We do have our days where we make progress and other days where we don't make progress. And um, sometimes we do talk probably a little bit too much. You know, that wouldn't be happening in a proper studio, but <laughs> take, yeah. advantage of, take advantage of it while we can, I guess. Yeah, uh, for sure. So your pipeline would be similar to mine. Um, like what, what, what lately, what is this? Yeah, so you maybe do that for starters, Laura. What, what ones do you use in your pipeline? Uh, like softwares? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my main one at the moment is Blender, but I have also been like um, experiencing with Unreal Engine, um, a little bit of reality capture for photogrammetry, yeah. uh, a little bit of Maya, but not so much. Yeah, we haven't touched that much, have we? Nah, not yet. And how are you finding Blender? Like, because I use Blender, that's like my main software. Yeah. Um, I really like Blender. I think it's very easy to use compared to Maya. Like the interface is very easy to understand. Yeah. There are certain things that aren't so good, I would say, like 
simulations. They just need Simulation. a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like Blender is a really good all-rounded uh, software where like there's a couple of things or, or, that are really good, but the whole software in general is like pretty average. It's just the fact that it's like free and has such a large community behind it. That's like the thing that I like the most about it because you can find so many YouTube tutorials compared to like, for example, Houdini, Blair and I were talking about how there are a couple online courses, but uh, then again, you already have to pay for those and there's not that many YouTube tutorials. Yeah, I think sure. too, like you just said, is, is the free aspect is, um, you know, when we sort of got not really given the choice, but we were showed Maya, did a couple of simulations and that was, you know, whatever. And then Blender and it's like, well, how, how do I continue using this at home? Like you do, the free one is so appealing and we yeah. delve more into it than the other. And it's like, oh, but you could you could pay for a Maya thing or get a, I think you can get student passes now or something. Yeah. Like, or is it a free yeah. version? But no, that's not appealing can't. anymore because it's like, we're, we already know Blender, we're completely comfortable and blender especially the modeling side of things with all the navigation and the hotkeys and stuff you know so free's always gonna have a massive appeal compared to subscription in my opinion yeah i mean like houdini has uh there's like a free version yeah. as well as nuke also has a free version all right yeah but like again nuke's free version is non-commercial and i think houdini is also non-commercial mm. i'm not sure i think it's like a learning one which is like not as good as the main houdini but it's like good yeah enough. they limit you some aspects yeah it's pain when For, they go here's this free software but you're only limited a certain amount of renders or certain resolution settings and stuff yeah <laughs> very very frustrating not so much for renders but maybe but yeah the resolution does mm. so how are you finding like actually like learning through university did you learn by yourself before like in college and stuff yeah so beforehand i was just watching a lot of youtube tutorials just kind of teaching myself the basics watching the classic donut tutorial yeah. all that. um but yeah no it's i've learned a lot through um studying at university such as like time management and things like that but I think in general, it's pretty easy to pick up by yourself. I wouldn't say you need to go to a university to learn Blender. And, oh, yeah. don't say that, Laura. They might be listening. <laughs> the tutors might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree completely with that. Um, you know, no, nothing bad on where we are. Or, or you know, it's, it's still a very new course as well. So we are heavily encouraged with tutorials. Um, yeah. Yeah, it really, really makes you want yeah. to even think about starting a career and just pumping out tutorials like all these other 3D artists are, and they're doing really well for, for obvious reasons. But um, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, some of our tutors, they've, they've got real world experience and, and studio experience and stuff like that, but it's kind of, you ask a question and it's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll find a tutorial for you and stuff, which is admittedly they're learning blender at the same time as us you know so we're actually teaching them yeah. sometimes it's kind of like hey look at this and like, oh i didn't know you could do that which is cool you know um but yeah like like laura said it's kind of like you don't have to go spend seven thousand dollars a year at a university or polytechnic here in new zealand sort of thing so just you know but i think what you do is you're, you're encouraged to hone your skills 
over and over again apart from using it as a hobby you know this is project I stuff like you know, and you learn yeah self-learn being self-taught so if i don't want to do blender a day just one day i'm like i can do it there's <laughs> nothing stopping me so i do feel like the having the university is like okay well i'm spending all of this money so i might as well like try as hard as i can to like improve with what they're teaching me you know i think your progress is a lot um the pace of your progress is probably a lot more i think you progress a lot faster possibly like you're saying too is if you teach yourself at home i mean you could go through weeks or something where you something yeah. else takes interest or you get busy and you put it on the back burner whereas we, we can't really it's afford like, to do that yeah i feel like a university is similar to like a studio where but you're not like um in the aspect that you're surrounded by people that are doing similar softwares so doesn't matter if it's like your teacher actually teaching you but the fact of being surrounded by these uh, other individuals you can always just turn around and ask them oh how do you do this and they okay. may know instead of spending like an hour and a half searching to uh, the darkest side of google oh, yeah. in order to find how to do like this certain displacement we do do that a little bit too laura don't we we sort of spin around and ask ask questions but i think another good thing too is that we um provide each other an element of feedback as well as to like oh what you know what's going on here or oh, that's that's amazing that's awesome you know we've got a um a group chat on microsoft teams that we're just you know putting banter across and, and sharing renders and getting excited about each other's projects aren't we laura so that's 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 a cool element of it too yeah, definitely. That feedback side of things, it's really helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what are you working on? Do you have a specific project at the moment? I have a few assignments I'm working on. One currently is a spaceship dogfight scene, very inspired by Star Wars. Um, so I've been working on that, currently just been making up the planets for space. Um, sort of procrastinating when it comes to making natural spaceship, just because <laughs> I haven't really made one before. But that would be fun. I'm excited. You've got a um, sick new add-on too. What's, what's the add-on called, Laura, that you found? Oh, yeah. I bought um, this one add-on called Grid Modeler. Very handy. Have you heard of that, Hugo? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I've heard... Uh, it's a, like, hard surface. Yeah. Yeah, so I've heard about a couple add-ons, but I haven't heard about that one. I've heard about a couple. Yeah, it's really handy. You can create, like, customized um, Boolean shapes and create customized faces and everything it's oh yeah really that good. sounds that sounds really cool i yeah it sounds uh, similar to hard ops um so in your immediate future because i know that we're going to do level seven together so next year um we're going to do our level seven and that gives us our bachelor's in cgi i don't know why they changed the name it goes from 3d animation um, you know, certificates and diploma in, in 3D animation to then a bachelor's in CGI, which CGI sounds way better. <laughs> and I like the oh, sound yeah. of CGI, bachelor's in CGI. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that that will be our last year. So what plans do you have for your last year of study? And are you do you think you will start trying to connect and network 
with studios in New Zealand? Do you plan to go overseas? What, what's your plans for the future? Yeah, so next year, I think my priority is just to gather as much, I guess, like examples to put in my portfolio so I can show those sure. to studios. Yeah, in terms of after university, I'm not really sure like mm. whether I want to go to more um, commission-based things, like become my own boss in a way, or um, apply to different studios around. Yeah, anything really, any job, I'll take it. I guess it's, it's not a bad way to be too, you know, it's, it's still, you know, we've still got the rest of this year and then the break, we go into a break for um, from November till February, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's, our, that's our summertime over here, Hugo. Um, and, you know, we, we do try and stay active with projects and stuff, but, you know, it goes back to the other, the self-taught thing is, it's nice, to, it's, it is really nice to have a break and you can get quite busy and stuff. So we've got this year, the rest of this year, into a break, and then it's always nice to get back because you feel like you're on a clean slate, you know, you've, you've passed, hopefully, you've passed your projects and stuff <laughs> from the previous year. What I want to do, I want to pick the right projects to really showcase my stuff because next year is really important. So I'm already writing down ideas. I've got the, the MacBook out today, writing down some notes of uh, project ideas and stuff, you know. So like Laura said, I think it's it's going to be the year um, to really put together a really good show, real portfolio. Yeah. And nothing stops us from starting early and just networking i've been even doing it this year and i haven't even finished you know just just reaching out just saving people to the network that work at studios who are the recruiters is the big one i think do you think do you, do you want to stay in new zealand for now laura like i know you said you wouldn't want to do some freelancing stuff but do you think you'd probably want to go to a studio first or and get some experience and then do the freelancing stuff? Yeah, I probably would want to go to a studio first just to get an understanding of how the whole process works and what it's like to work in a team. Mm, um, but in terms of staying in New Zealand, I'm not sure. I think for the time being, I will, just while I'm kind of finding my bearings. But mm. yeah, it would be cool to work overseas. It'd be really cool. If, you, if you're going to work overseas, where's like your first spot you would like to go to work to? Oh man, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I think my first initial thought is like America, because that's where mm. most of the big studios are at, but... Well, they're cranking yeah. out there too, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I do feel like yeah. most of yeah. the largest studios, or like the main studios are like around England area and around like america so like i think most of them are in like california and london and then there's just obviously there's studios all over the world yeah do you think i know you like to do a bit of gaming and stuff as well but do you think gaming is going to be your future do you think film's going to be your future probably a bit of both because i'm really i really love like video games and it would be awesome to help contribute to a big video game one day yeah. but i also yeah. like film so I'm kind of like 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's an advantageous way of, of being also, um, you know, landing an opportunity with a studio. I know here in New Zealand, we're kind of limited to big studios that are on the world stage. I mean, Weta Digital is probably anyone that's going to university that's doing VFX, CGI, everything else like that. Weta's, Weta's the, the heaven. That's that's the holy grail. That's the, that's the Valhalla for all of us to, to get there secure a position um 
but also if you were to go from where to overseas having that on your resume is just massive so but yeah other studios in new zealand i i to be honest i haven't done much research i don't know if there's any other i know bron bron studios is here but that's a very big sort of um generic worldwide uh, studio yeah. Um, I know Australia's got a few too, so I mean that's easy for us Kiwis just to go across the ditch to Australia too. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't know any actually. Yeah. But I mean, Weta would probably be on your list too. I know we've talked about this previously before Laura as well. So I mean, I've been even thinking about this lately. Is that we really, really need to either get onto the tutors or me as a student rep maybe approach the hierarchy and try and you know ima- imagine if we had some recruiters or even just some artists from Weta to come across and, and suss the campus out. That'd be awesome. It'd be really helpful too. Yeah, that sounds like a good opportunity. Just something to possibly take to them and to say, because, you know, like to, pr- to promote some sort of progress or connections is the big one. Yeah, I feel like definitely as an artist, having like a large network is really useful, especially in a in a business like this because like like that you just know so many people and then there's one point where people just start reaching out to you for work you don't have to reach out to people to like say hey can i join this project and all that stuff Mm. so i feel like as an artist and as a vfx artist it is really important to have like that network and like blair i know you love linkedin that's my that's my other heaven <laughs> yeah <laughs> sort of depending depending yeah i do find um you know we're talking about the free thing with with blender uh, that that uh, you know the the blender open artist group that we're a part of and stuff i i, I do know that it's heavily you know a lot of self you can nothing i'm not blowing my own trumpet i'm not and smoke up myself or anything else like that but you can tell self-taught people that are just starting out and i remember what that was like achieving some sort of render and making some sort of animation it might be two or three seconds but you're like oh my god that's amazing and you just want to post it all <laughs> everywhere and yeah. it seems to be a, a, a um a haven for people doing that and i even saw one guy the other day was posting stuff that he'd done a mire and unreal engine i was like oh isn't this like a blender thing oh yeah i used to be a blender uh, person so i'm just you know that was his in like i used to use blender so now i'm going to show you stuff that i'm making on unreal engine it's <laughs> 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 kind of like oh man the group's really good sometimes like me and you found each other there and then other times yeah. it's just like oh scroll past i don't even want to look what this person's done <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, um, how do you find now, Laura, compared to the start of the course with showing your work? Because I know a lot of people were very hesitant. Like I remember class were like, hey, do you guys want to show what your modeling is and your textures and stuff? And everyone was just like quiet, you know, crickets in the background. And so I slowly put my hand up like, I'll give it a shot, man. Come and look at my stuff, everyone. How do you find now? Do you think you're a lot easier going with showing your stuff yeah definitely i think also our class is really small so it's very easy to show my work because like half of like you know (laughs) there's no one there but no it's good fun it's a lot easier um i think now because i'm more confident in my own work it's easier to show it off that um but yeah no it's great fun do you think it's 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 probably i mean I, i believe this um an asset for an artist to have the confidence or you know not necessarily confidence but just be willing to put your work out there and 
open yourself up to criticism or constructive criticism or just any sort of input? Yeah, I mean, I think in the industry, it's, you know, you have to have, you have to be able to promote yourself. So I think it's definitely a good skill to learn. Yeah, I feel like if you know, like how to market yourself well, you're like pretty sure you you'll do good. There's like this, um, there's so many people who are like, who do like basic stuff or like stylized stuff. And especially if you're doing stylized, since it's like something that's like so easy to make, unless you find something that makes your stylized renders different mm. from the rest, it's um, what will make people like choose to follow you or like what you're doing. We still have this reaction like, oh, this guy's doing something different, you know? And so I definitely feel like that's a large area of VFX and CGI, just being able to market yourself and know what's your what your value is. Yeah, value's yeah, massive. The confidence to name a price and stick to it, I think, and, and have that confidence again to know what you're worth. Um, yeah. But also now that a lot of the world's going remote too in the industry, I think it's becoming a, a lot more um, not necessarily dog eat dog sort of thing, but there's there's a, a sort of a flood of VFX artists or what have you and stuff that can do stuff that have maybe self-taught. Um, it just seems to me there that there's there's just an internet and everything helps like that. You know, imagine back in the day of being a VFX artist and not having the ability for internet, you'd be writing letters and yeah. trying to get phone phone numbers and fax machine numbers and stuff to send through your portfolio or you know take a take an airplane ride somewhere to the main city to go visit them at the studio and and this is what i have done or you know what i mean so yeah. come a long way and and that's the way it's obviously going is that you can even pick up a remote job work anywhere in the world which is kind of cool yeah it seems like if you have folks in cgi as long as you have like a good computer and especially if you're working for a studio, I would like to believe that most studios would help you at the time of getting software and all of that stuff. So I do believe that it's easier to have to work online. That's like this the level of entry is getting way lower. Mm, definitely. So Laura, with kind of the taste of uh, CGI and stuff that you've had so far even before you started the training um, at, at, at a, you know doing a course and stuff like that what, what for the future again what sort of um, specialization um, or area do you think you'd be more um, sort of geared towards to sort of move into or do you think you'd probably you know be more of a generalist or do you, do you do you like one element more than the other do you like um say for example animation uh or modeling all that sort of stuff yeah um i think at the moment i really love building up environments i have a lot of fun doing that i also yeah, I really like enjoy compositing compositing is a lot of fun but mm. yeah other than that pretty i want to kind of generalize my skills but I would like to have some like specializations and things like that. Because um, obviously, and I've mentioned this before too, is that 
you know you were saying before that you're going to work in a studio it's kind of good experience and stuff too and i think the way the way we've been geared this is also comparing the university thing to self-taught is that we um well it's not even really that comparing that but we do everything uh, we we do pre-production we do all the planning we do all the concept art um you know and the timelines of about timing everything not <laughs> that we necessarily stick to the timelines but um you know we're doing everything from start to scratch and and going to a studio you'd be doing maybe one job really 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 well or obviously they need you to do it really really well um so it's good training for us at the moment to dip our feet in all elements and that's a huge advantage i find of what direction you want to go and as laura said like you know an environment artist has elements of a whole bunch of stuff and i find that's quite um a cool thing too don't you think laura that you can do modeling you'd be doing modeling you'll be doing um materials and textures you'd be doing a bit yep. of dynamic effects possibly um, mm. and that that's appealing to you yeah definitely it's a lot of fun i really like the 3d modeling aspect and just kind of layout like giving it a layout and colorizing it and yeah it's a lot yeah. of fun what are your main um like maybe like regrets or maybe things you're thankful for like you took the possibility to join university or things like that i think i'm incredibly thankful i did go to university because i was able to like surround myself with people who are also interested in yeah. you know bfx so that was really nice um but i think my a regret i have is just i wish i put more of my outside time into this i feel like when I'm at school, I do a lot of Blender-based things, but when I get home, I just kind of am a little sick of it just because I'm constantly using Blender at school. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I just need to fix my like time management, spread it out a bit, but yeah. Yeah, if you spend all day just doing Blender, that's just, you're just gonna get burnt out at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. For that course, I guess, um, you know, they, they do a breakdown for us too as, as to how many classroom hours uh, are gonna be allocated to you to achieve your projects and stuff, but they also ex have an expectation, um, which is fair enough too, because it's, you know some of our projects take quite a bit of time. Um, a certain allocation as to home learning, which is pretty much doing your projects at home. Um, so, which makes sense, to be honest. I mean, the only chance I get is sort of we know where the kids and, the, and everyone goes to bed managed to get out here sort of 8, 8.30 um, my time and I could be out here till 10 last year. Oh no, started this year actually, I think it was. So the first semester I was doing my Spartan project and I remember I went to bed at half past two. So I was out here from probably about 8 p.m. to half past, half past two in the morning. <laughs> and it was, it was, I woke up just thinking that was not a good idea, you know, just tide-wise yeah. and, and, and stuff. But you can get quite immersed in what you're trying to achieve. Uh, especially when you start seeing things come together and you get really motivated to get to that next point you know um not so motivated once you get hung up on an element you can't figure out like i'm doing a um airplane engine at the a rotary airplane engine at the moment and i've done the the basic cylindrical block and i've got to do nine cylinders arraying around the exterior of it and i was trying to do these cooling fins 
which I just spent, spent about an hour and a half just racking my brain about how to do it. Just nothing was working, so I pulled the pin and went to bed. And that, you know, you got to do that sometimes, I think. Yeah. yeah. What are like some challenges you're like wanting to put in yourself in terms of like goals you want to achieve in like the near future or the late future? <clears throat> in terms of like cgi and vfx and maybe your career even um i think one goal i have for myself at the moment is just branching away from tutorials and just kind of creating things from my own head um because i think at the moment i rely a little too much on tutorials just because they're so easy to find and come by um yeah i don't really i think other goals also are like um networking just um finding more contacts within the industry and yeah yeah and how long have you been doing cgi and vfx so the course you're doing in university is like two years right yeah uh yeah at the moment two years and then we have another year after three years altogether so it's it's kind of it's um if you want to achieve your bachelor's and get to level or finish level seven you've got to do five six and seven like levels so each each course is a year so you sign up for a year. We, we could have punched out end of last year and just achieved level five and gone tried getting into the industry. Or this year we could do the same thing. So each year you just re-sign to achieve the next level, which is the maximum is level seven, which you get your bachelor's. Okay, okay. Yeah. But I think... Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think altogether I've been doing CGN animation for about four years maybe four and a half yeah that's a lot of time yeah yeah blur and i have been doing it for like two years i I took a break in the middle so maybe like one year and a half um so laura do you think that when you uh first signed up started last year you had a kind of a a, a quite not an in-depth understanding but a, a, a certain confidence about using blender due to your experience um end of school when you got introduced to it did you feel like you had an element of confidence and you could kind of easily pick up on things and make a you know start doing the projects and stuff like that uh, started last year yeah i think i found it quite frustrating just because at the start of the first year was the teachers kind of taught you the basics and I just wanted to get along with it rather than, you know, go over these things I already knew. But it was still good to refresh my memory. And yeah, I know your secret yeah, now because I always wondered why you and Alice were so good at doing it so fast. And I'd be sitting there scratching my head even to where the <laughs> where certain <laughs> buttons were and achieve certain things because I was fresh. I had never touched Blender or anything before. So now I know that you're, you, you delved into it before I even met you guys. So that's kind of, that's, that makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, 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 you said you do animation. So like, how do you find that? Cause right, right now at the moment, animation for me is like one of the aspects where I've, I'm scared of it. I don't get close to it. Unless <laughs> it's like this, like uh, simple animations, like emotion graphics animations, then it's okay. But I just don't want to get close to normal animation. Mm. Yeah, it can be quite daunting. Um, I'm still not very good at animating, especially when it comes down to like walk cycles. Every time I try and make one, it comes out very robotic. But... Oh yeah, I tried to do one and it was like, you know what, this is good enough. Especially since, so I was, um, I'm doing a horror short 
and basically what I was modeling this monster just like walking at the back of the hallway and I was like the sculpting of the monster was like really basic since it was just like the silhouette that had it was the main thing that had importance just the silhouette and then the walk cycle it was like looking at Leop leopards and seeing like how they move trying to replicate that and it turned out looking pretty bad but i was like you know what it's gonna be at the back it's gonna be dark so i don't care <laughs> yeah it does get like that i think last year i created a walk animation of spider-man and oh it looks really bad but i kind of laugh at it now looking back at it yeah <laughs> It is, it is funny when we found the R drive and we go back to last year's projects, we've actually sat down a couple of times and go, oi, oi, look at this, look what I did last year. It's, it's good for a laugh too, but it's also, I find, pretty um, sobering in a good way that, like, where you've come from. And, you know, like you said, Laura, doing something last year, you learn so much from being at that level and then battling through and learning new things and refining things i find especially in animation ref refining things is, is massive um you do you you, you look back i thought i 100 instead of getting all embarrassed and deleting a lot of stuff going oh god i'm glad i'm past that stage i think it's really really good to go back and look at where you've come from oh yeah Definitely, yeah. What do you suggest for people who are about to go to university or thinking about going into university? What are tips you would give them? I think my biggest tip is if you're creating a project, start off small and then expand on that rather than going into it with this huge idea that just you kind of get faced with problem after problem because you're just maybe a little too inexperienced. Because <laughs> I remember I walked in with like these huge elaborate ideas of animations and just none of them turned out how i imagined but yeah start out small and then build upon that's my biggest tip that's a good one all right so that'll do it uh for today guys thanks for tuning in again we really appreciate you um coming in and uh, listening to us chat for a while so yeah i'd just like to thank laura for coming on the podcast and sharing her experiences and her visions for the future so thank you very much laura yeah no worries it was good fun Good. That's good to it's good to hear. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. Hopefully, if it was opposite, it wouldn't be too flash, would it? So, no, that's good. And I'll be able to catch up with each other on Tuesday when we're back at school eh, for for animation. Oh yeah. Yeah. So thanks heaps everyone for tuning in. And um, you know, also again, if this sounds like a podcast that you'd like to to tag along and and listen in again uh, next uh, in two weeks time. Monday. Two weeks. Mm, um, yeah. Two weeks. Um, Monday. Yeah. Um, then yeah, def definitely um, sign up and um, yeah, it'd be cool to have you along for the next the next episode. Um, and so also for updates on future episodes, if you'd like to contact us to visit visit our social media as usual. And uh, yeah, that's me signing off. Thank you again, Laura, and thank you for your time, Hugo, as well. Thank you and goodbye. Catch you guys later.